Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. Dennis Simpson, Ken Unger, and today we're going to talk about something that affects everybody in the village without fail. Without leaves, fail. Leaves. Good Lord Almighty. So, uh, and I'll, I'll show some drone footage. Do you mind if I show some more drone footage? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Show some drone footage. Um, yeah. I was going to show you just Love a it. moment ago. Uh, and let me hop back here. I've got to get out of that one real quick. Uh, I did some drone shots. Well, like I said, we were in Gatlinburg. Um, what? Uh, let me think back. It's been uh, probably a month ago. And at that point, I thought, wow, you know, there's, let me pick a longer one here that we can talk through if that works. Uh, there we go. Um, and I was talking about my, my mom and I and, and my parents uh, and my lovely wife. And I were talking about how beautiful it was in Gatlinburg at that time. And hang on, I got to go back and share this thing. Hang on. Well, you need, you, you probably going to need to get somebody who's techie that could do this, you know, because I'm, yeah, there we go. And we were talking about how incredibly the uh, three or four weeks ago, the leaves in Gatlinburg had just all dropped at once. Yeah. And we came back here and I shot some of this video. Now this is up on Alicante Ridge. Uh, mm-hmm. This is looking, this is the corner of Alicante and Fresno right here, actually. And there we're looking back in the far left-hand corner. Those of you who that are listening, you'll need to go to YouTube. That is Lake Coronado. I'm going to spin around and we're doing a beautiful panoramic here. Ken, I know you're going to be interested in this. I'm probably about 450 feet above average terrain at this point. Okay. Uh, this is a 2.7. Uh, the It's a 4K drone, but I'm running at 2.7 right now. So we could zoom in if you want. That is Lake Cortez before it was drained. Mm-hmm. Uh, just behind that and more, even more left to that is the Cortez golf course. And then we're going to spin around here in just a second. And we're going to see the DeSoto uh, Lake, which is pretty close to where we're at right now. But all that to say, 
these leaves just all seem to drop at once, Kim. What's going on, man? Well, that's Mother Nature at work, you know. Um, and, you know, we're doing our best to uh, to accommodate her with the stuff that we're working on and put in place for the residents to deal with all these beautiful leaves that uh, ultimately hit the ground after a nice little storm like we had the last couple of days here. Exactly. And, uh, you know, so far, I think everything that we, we've put in place has, has been working out fairly well. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about this uh, on one of the last uh, shows we had that mm -hmm. uh, we, we instituted a couple new services, right? We uh, we instituted a, a drop off at uh, the the pit uh, over off off of Terlingua, and uh, we actually have that open two days a week now. And and one day is is courtesy of a volunteer, Bob Cunningham from the Public Service Committee, is is manning the facility from eight to eleven on Mondays, and then uh, I have one of our guys manning it on Fridays from eight to eleven. So you know, and in that that uh service that we offer you basically pay 50 cents a bag you come you bring it over and uh you pay you pay at the poa building bring your receipt over and uh we have a spot for you to empty your leaves where we're going to do composting and uh, you can bring debris as well in a trash can and drop that off for 50 cents a container as well and uh you know leave and you take did, your bags with you did you say leaf so. or leave and so yeah, anyway, you leave, you leave, uh, you leave with your bags, and 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 you're all good. So it's fifty what, cents, and you know. Did I hear the word compost? Compost, yeah, but I yeah. So we are going to uh, uh, make an effort to do some composting, and that that was kind of an interesting little twist there because uh, you know we 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 actually have someone in the POA who's who's licensed to do composting in the rec organization, recreation organization. So we're going to leverage her uh, licensing while Todd gets his license. Ah. Um, and, uh, you know, we probably won't even reach the thresholds for, for being licensed, but it's good to have somebody on staff that knows about it. And uh, if you if you didn't notice, you know, right after Thanksgiving, we actually burned all of the debris that we accumulated this year over at that facility. Um, we have an area where we, we burn. Um, and, and our hope was that we were going to generate some ash, which is, you know, a, a component of composting. And I can tell you that stuff burnt to the ground. There was nothing left after we got done. I well, mean, now, it, it, now, hang on. I heard, I heard on another media <laughs> format that Todd got the liberty and the privilege of lighting the match to burn all that stuff. Uh -huh. I, know, I like Todd, but I think we need a lottery because I would like to set some stuff on fire soon, too. I mean, that, that should be my privilege, right? Oh, it, it could be. Maybe we'll do a little drawing or something and, <laughs> and, and you know, see who's interested for, uh, you know, for a quarter, a quarter, a ticket or something. You know, like we got to make that. money. I like that. A lottery. Yeah. But, but, but I'll tell you what, it, it burnt that thing burnt. Like I had never seen anything burned. I mean, within, within a day or two, all that stuff was nothing but flat rubbish. You know, really? And then we're talking oh, yeah. stumps and everything else too, right? Everything stumps, everything trees, you know, trees, branches, it was just all gone. So, well, and if you so wonder we the, why the, we the have, some... we... I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, the good news is we, we we burned everything down. The bad news is we don't have any ash to use with our compost. Oh, but, you know, we'll yeah. figure it out. But yeah, we, So that's we can, working really well. Um, you can buy ash. I know we can buy some ash. We, yeah. we could buy some ash. And, you know, frankly, we don't even need it. I mean, it's a, it's, an, it's a nice added ingredient to it. But, you know, we have stuff that's been composting we found at the pit for years that's been there. Really? And, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was covered up by weeds, you know. And that's one thing, you know, Todd, I, I, I tasked Todd with owning the, the, the facility over there because nobody really owned it. It was just it just existed. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, since he's taken ownership of it, it's it's, it's totally different. It's organized. Uh, we found all kinds of stuff that we put, put to use, rocks, stones, slate, um, you know, but and we found compost. So, you know, the, the golf and rec department have been using it, leveraging it. Um, 
So it's it's really going to turn into a great operational facility for us, like I think it used to be years ago. Yeah. And for some yeah, reason, yeah. just fell off the radar. Nobody nobody used it or was allowed to use stuff out of it. I don't know what the reasons were, but you know we're we're putting it to use for the village, and 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 it's a great spot for residents to be able to drop off their leaves on Mondays and Wednesdays. So I highly encourage you, and uh, you know, and I and I'll just state this because, you know, one of the things that I'm tasked with is 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 generating revenue, right? Right. And and, and the POA generated revenue in ways, but what I discovered is it wasn't profitable revenue. It wasn't even breaking even revenue. Really? And, and, and yeah, and I think residents need to understand this. So the, the, the tag and bag scheme that was put into place at the beginning of the year, yeah. you know, you had to buy five tags, but nobody said how many you were allowed to put out to pick up. So we literally go out and we pick up one or two bags at people's houses. Oh. Not right now per se because of the amount of leads, but but we dispatch a truck and and two drive, you know, two people to go pick up, you know, in some cases one or two bags or one or two bundles at people's houses. And I did a little study and we 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 generated about 10,000 in revenue from that service. But guess how much it cost us to, to provide that service? 9500, 105? No, almost $20,000 in costs. You're between- kidding. No, if you take and Ken, just to be nosy, hasn't just nobody ever put a pencil to it before? I don't think so. You know, so so you know, I mean, we want to provide services that that help the residents. Because I'm a resident, you're a resident that that are that also can't continue to cost us money to provide that service. At least yeah. you know, at least not twice what we're we're generating off it. At least has to be break should be break even. So so I introduced another service, and that was the the twenty two bags for for twenty dollars. Okay. And, and people, you know, so far we've, we've gotten some good feedback on it. It's, it's worked for some people, but some people don't really get it. And and that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about here. So, you know, people are like, well, I don't have 22 bags. So I don't want to pay the $20 to put out, you know, 10 or 15 bags. Don't want to pay $20. Okay. I'm listening. Yeah. yeah, They don't want to pay $20 because they don't have 22 bags. But what they're missing is, is that the cost to do the tag and bag for them, that break even point is actually only about 10 bags. If you go out and you have to buy paper bags, right? you got to pay the $10 for the tags. You got to do all that versus just calling us and putting your plastic bags out and we come and empty them and leave your bags. You know, the break even is, is more like 10 bags. Now, how many people don't have 10 bags, especially during this time of year? Right. Or or don't have a neighbor that doesn't have another 10 bags they need. Right. That's right. That's right. So, you know, so I tried to introduce a service that not only made economic sense to them, but gave them an advantage, gave them more. But people aren't really seeing that for some reason. So I'm trying to get the message out there that, you know, it's not just the 20. You don't have to have 22 bags to make that service worthwhile for you. If you like convenience. You know, because you can, st- you know, with in plastic bags, you can actually leave them out for a little while at the side of your house before you bring them out to the road. They won't melt like the, pe- the paper bags do. Um, you know, so so my my ask is to the community is do some numbers before you, you know, you know, it's a much better service, I think, in the long run for the residents. And and, and frankly, it gives us the ability to at least break even, you know, because if I go out, you know, it costs us basically four to five hundred hours a day to dispatch a, a crew to go out and pick up stuff all day long in the village between sure. the, 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 the salaries, the benefits, the, the gas, the wear and, wear and tear on the maintenance on the machine. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, we're, we're trying to come up with services that generate about four to 500 hours 
if we can get 20 loads a day at 20 bucks, we're breaking even. And hopefully it makes economic sense for the residents to do so. Well, I, I want to make note and I'm going to speak for on behalf of the residents that I know. Uh, and by the way, if anybody's saying, why are you shooting pictures of trees and whatever? If you have any question why we have billions of leaves, you, you just had a three minute or a seven minute preview there that would show you where they're just literally millions and millions and millions and millions of leaves. All that yep. said, uh, I want to speak on behalf of the, the logical residents that I know are the vast majority, the quiet majority. And that is, Ken, thanks for putting the numbers to it. Really, we've needed, and, and you and I had talked about this before, the POA has vacillated between being a government and a, and a corporation for probably 20 years now. And I mean, the fact of the matter is we are a government, but we're also a corporation that has to make a profit at the end of the day, or has to at least break even to provide even, those yeah. services. Right. Yeah. And that's the goal, I think. And, you know, and you, you're going to see that across the board with me. And I think, you know, Kelly and I are in lockstep there that, you know, we can't, you know, continue to subsidize everything in the village. It's impossible. You have to, you have to at least pay your way for the services that you're providing. And that, you know, and, and that's what I hope people will see is we're not, we're not trying to make a profit. We're, you know, Kelly and I are residents here. So we're, we're just trying to make sure that this place is self-sustainable with the rates and, and, and how we approach it. So, you know, it's a step process. We try to find the, the most efficient way to do things and then we price it the lowest way possible. And, and the drop-off is a perfect example, right? So, you know, what do residents have? Well, most of them have time. Right. They have time. So, you know, it, it, it would benefit us and them if they could leverage bringing it to us. Anytime you can bring stuff to us, you're going to save money for yourself because you're ultimately paying for the POA. As opposed and, to putting two guys in a ten dollar an hour two two ten dollar an hour guys. In oh, a more than 20, that today. Like Fifteen dollars an hour yeah, yeah. In, in a thirty thousand dollar truck with. $3 or $5 a gallon gas or fuel coming to your house one way to pick up one bag. Come on yeah. people. That's yeah. not that's, even being you know, a good neighbor. Right. And, and, you know, it's, it's, and it's our fault in a way because we, we, we provided those services without really understanding the impact it was going to have and the cost it was going to have. But when you look at it, you go, wait a second, that's no good. We can't sustain that. We can't let me, let me translate this for you. The grownups are in charge now. Is that what I heard? <laughs> I didn't say that. All I'm saying is I'm a, you know, I'm a stickler for, for, uh, you know, efficiency and costs and, and that's what I'm looking at and everything we touch. So and thrift, what was the word you said you were the other day? Uh, you you didn't, I don't know. Did you look it up? I didn't, uh, I'm not going to pronounce, I'm not going to look it up. Again. I couldn't even spell it. How could I spell it? Yeah. I don't know what it was. What's the word again? What's the word? Penurious. 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 Penurious, yes. Penurious. That's with a P E or P I? With a P. Yeah. P E. P E. P E. Okay. P E N. Okay. I want some yeah, of our I want some of our genius guests to look that up for me, or maybe I'll Google it. I'll, I'll use it has Google some voice. bad connotations. I will say that. Okay, but I think some, in, the, in the context of what I'm putting it in, I think it, it kind of explains you know why I'm approaching things the way I'm approaching. Well, but so. but and this is what people were saying about you because you always pack your lunch and you are penurious. Is that right? Uh, that well, I've I've been accused of being that. I, I don't know that I subscribe, <laughs> but I am that. I'm I'm frugal. I'm trying to be efficient. I want to make sure my money and your money is spent as wisely as possible, that we're not uh, going into the hole every day that we do something because we can't survive that way in the long term, especially yeah. with the challenges that we have. And, you know, sure. we've talked about some of those. And, and, you know, so the goal is to hopefully, again, create services that are convenient for the community, 
and at least break even for the cost that the POA, which is the community, has to bear in order to service the the, the residents in there. That, so that money comes from somewhere. That's right. And it doesn't come from the state or federal because we're gated. Yeah, so exactly. We're paying so, every dime. So what was it? Who was it? Who was the guy? Was it Benny? It was on, on television in the old black and white days, and they were talking about how cheap he was. How? Uh, yeah, I know who you're. I, I can picture the face, but oh, I, I can't and, remember and the I'm, name. I'm sorry. It's, uh, the, the five years older than you or I both would know the name. <laughs> but no, the reason I'm saying is, is because it used to be that was his running stint. His running joke was mm-hmm. he was cheap. He was cheap. Yeah. Pe- people won't say they're cheap anymore. They, yeah. they just can't do that. You know, that's well, not. you know. Cheap, cheap to me means uh, independence. That's what it means to me. So I, I don't, you know, because I, I try to ensure I can live cheaply. I don't need things. I can, uh, and, and then I can do things cheaply by virtue of the things I learn, the things I, uh, you know, take on. So, you know, that's that's kind of how I deploy that that word word in my life. So I'm becoming a fan, Ken. I'm becoming a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm the same way too. Uh, I, I think you have, here's another phrase you haven't heard in 20 years, waste not, want not. That's right. How about that? That's one? right. Yep, For that's Hot Springs one. Village Inside Out, I'm Dennis Simpson. He's Ken Unger with another episode. We love having you join us. Thanks, Ken. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.